welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm your other co-host, Corey Tyndall. I'm Michael Morey. I'm Missy Lonsinger. And the gang's all here again. Two Woo-hoo. in a row, baby. Yeah. Um, this is our holiday special. I'm going to say holiday special because this movie is more about New Year's than it is Christmas, though there is some Christmas stuff yeah. Um, yeah. surrounding it, for sure. Um, yeah, we're talking about one of the all-time greats. Uh, it's When Harry Met Sally. Yes. Um, yeah. Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, 1989, directed by Rob Reiner, in the middle of one of the greatest runs any director has ever had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh and yeah it's uh it's a rom-com um about these two people falling in love slowly over 12 years um who meet in college and find their way back into each other's lives um at different points over the years and then eventually uh begin a friendship that blossoms into a romantic relationship and it's written by Nora Ephron um one of the all-time great rom-com screenwriters um directed by rob reiner which we mentioned director of princess bride and uh misery which is an incredible so movie. good and uh, a few good men yeah and yep. this is spinal tap and stand by me and stand by yeah. me um i mean just some all-time greats in, in his <laughs> filmography i mean just banger after banger in the early part of his career like absolutely yeah. ridiculous but um it was also shot by Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, uh, he's yeah. He's a cinematographer uh, on this. Barry Sonnenfeld, director of Men in Black. Yep, there is. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, and he shoots the crap out of this Yeah, movie. he does. We'll talk about yeah. that. Man, this movie looks good. Yeah, it does. Uh, did you yeah, mention Nora so... Ephron? Did I miss that? He did. Yes, we he did. He did. Okay. Yep. She's great. He did. Yep. I was looking up Rob Reiner's filmography, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You were kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Nora Ephron probably best known outside of this for Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also Meg Ryan yep. vehicles with yep. Tom Hanks. Yep. Um, because Meg Ryan, undisputed mm. queen of the rom-com. Correct. We'll talk about that in yeah. a second as well. Um, because both those movies, uh, all three of those movies are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Agreed. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, When Harry Met Sally, it's just this sort of like, you know human dramedy i guess is is how you would um categorize it mm-hmm. in the grand scheme um you know a lot of like we've been talking about all since we came back a lot of people in rooms talking um and just sort of how people the nature of relationships and romance and friendship and what it means and interpersonal stuff um yeah that's that's when harry Metzali. i mean I've made no secret about it. I freaking love this movie. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> um, does anyone else want to take the reins and, and talk about it? I think Missy should go first. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, that's fair. Uh, so this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Not even just like favorite rom-com or whatever. It's like will always be in my top ten at whenever that fluctuates. It will, I mean, probably my top five. Um, it is... A near-perfect movie for me. I can acknowledge certain faults uh, if I'm being open, but on most days, it's like, no, it's perfect to me. I think the writing is so well done. I think Nora yeah. Ephron, more than almost any other director, and I will say specifically for rom-coms, just knows how to write actual humans. 
Um, and we yes. can dive into rom-com politics and stuff like that later. But just, oh God, a lot of times women are written as these idiots and men are also written as these buffoons. And she just writes actual people. And right. granted, mm-hmm. like, they are <laughs> probably a little wittier than most people would be conversing. But it feels real still everything feels very lived in so her writing is great the casting is perfect i love billy crystal i love meg ryan they are wonderful carrie fisher r.i.p is wonderful and hilarious it's just every (laughs) single character is so Bruno good. Kirby's awesome. Yes, I he's really so, like yeah. Kirby in this yeah. so good. <laughs> it's just the characters like are are flawed but lovable in just the best way. Yeah. I, it does yeah. such good work of employing like New York as a character and using that and using the city in such a beautiful way. It's just, <laughs> oh, I I just I really I love this movie. I think it's so touching. It still is very like heartfelt to me at the end, even though I've seen it a thousand times. I think it's mm-hmm. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we can dive into particulars later, but I, I think it's just not just a good rom-com. I think it's just a really beautiful movie about people and relationships. Kind of like you were saying, MJ, I highly recommend it to anybody. So yeah, that's whatever Missy said is mine too. That's I think you kind of summed it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's just one of the all time greats in that regard. Anyway. Yeah. Corey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Missy said. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know what else. To yeah, add. Like, if you like this movie, like everything Missy said is the correct take on yeah. it. So, <laughs> I guess Mike, what, do you, what did you think? As so, Mike, I, you were first. This this was a first time. Yeah, yes. first time viewing. Yes, yeah, and and I'm not uh, like hugely into rom coms in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? Yeah. That surprises yeah. me about you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, other than like maybe what I'll catch my mom watching every now and then. Yeah, mm-hmm. just. I don't end up watching it. Most of the girls that I date don't seem to be into them either or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was it was my first time, and uh, I hated it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, it's actually it, – it's pretty good. Um, it's it's a well-made movie. Um, anyway, I think the characters um, – feel very authentic you know basically everything that missy said um yeah. they they they, ha- they do speak in a heightened way but mm-hmm. like in a way that i that we probably all think that we do when we're talking right? about yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. that's a great right. way to put it <laughs> yeah. well the thing is like the other thing too is like billy crystal is so bought into his own oh, bullshit yes. yeah too. like yep. and so of course that's how someone like that would talk or think yeah. they talk mm-hmm. right least. Yeah, it's the the idealized version of the conversations we have with people. Um, yes. And, and so, um, it, but it still feels true to like, you know, generally how we talk with people, like the subjects, yeah. the themes, you know, mm-hmm. the ideas behind them. Um, you know, it's um, it's very charming. I agree with Missy, you know, New York as a character, um, and that gets back to the cinem- cinematography too, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like it just, it just makes like New York look like a beautiful place to live yeah. and, yeah. and be and, and like exist in. Um, and, you know, I, I've been there several times in my life and, you know, it is, it is like that magical, like when it's in yeah. the fall to winter mm-hmm. period, you know, mm-hmm. that Christmas time, snowing, mm-hmm. holidays, all that. So it, it is very accurate to that. Um, I'm trying to think of um, something to say that's different than Missy. You know, I think there there is something called like the um, a trope out there. Like if you ever go to TVTropes.com mm-hmm. or whatever, right. you know, you'll see this like one called Seinfeld is unfunny, and it's basically this idea that 
some people, when they go um, and watch Seinfeld after, you know, they're watching it for the first time after having not seen mm-hmm. it themselves ever, mm-hmm. um, then only hearing hype about it for years, they walk away feeling like, eh, I'm like that wasn't like yeah. as great as everybody thought it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. But that's also because there's so many years of comedy and sitcoms that have taken from that. Sure. And yeah. It, and I, I would say a lot of them haven't surpassed it, but mm-hmm. you know, um, but you know, there's definitely some like it's always sunny in Philadelphia that took <laughs> some of the sure. callousness or whatever to the like the most yeah. ridiculous level possible. Yeah. Um, and you know, this this is one of those things where uh, I think it's kind of the purveyor of a lot of tropes and mm. you know, um, ideas of how to tackle a relationship movie. You know, obviously there's been romantic comedies before um this movie but you know you watch some of those 1950s and 60s uh, romantic comedies and are a little more creaky and corny than mm-hmm. this i feel yeah. like the people in, who inhabit this movie are real people like you you can recognize them yeah i mean they're like you know late 80s versions of people um but uh, still you kind of know of these types um mm-hmm. today yeah. even yeah for sure. and um and they act and behave in ways that seem realistic in a way that like a 1950s rom-com doesn't and so, right. um, you know, but, but, you know, is this like the most laugh out loud funny movie like ever? No. Like the the, wrong, the calm part of it is not like, you know, just some like, you know, gut busting humor type sure. movie. Um, you know, and. Oh, Billy and, Crystal makes me laugh a lot. No, like, well, uh, he, I, I think I think he's like really charming in it, but I don't know. He, he doesn't make me laugh anyway. Uh, mm. But yeah. So, you know, there's just things like that where, you know, I think that there might be some aspects of it that seem like a little underwhelming or simple um you know if if you hear about this for years being built up as the ultimate like romantic comedy ever but you know taking it for what it is i think it's like really strong um you know like there's nothing i would say that i would really change about it you know it's perfect for what it does Mm -hmm. and so um and like you really can't go and fault it for the things that's not like i was surprised actually how simple it was in the sense that I mean, other than, um, you know, Harry and Sally's, like, respective friends who get together, there's really not any other characters or, like, supporting yeah. cast to speak yeah. of. Mm-hmm. It, like, you don't really get a sense of, like, you know, there's no B plot besides their friends yeah. getting together, but that's yeah. really in service of the A plot. But there's no, mm-hmm. like, they both have workplace drama that, like, comes to mm-hmm. a head or, like, mm-hmm. interweaves into the plot. You don't even get a sense of, like, their lives outside of the occurrences where they meet each other and they see each other really. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very like limited window into mm-hmm. their lives. And like, you kind of mm-hmm. don't really get like too deep into like the rest of their beings, but you, you got enough to like walk away with like a sense of who these people are still. Um, but it, it was interesting because I thought, you know, maybe there's going to be more to like, you know, his po- politics and, you know, her journalism. And it's like, nope, that, <laughs> it is yeah, just yeah. purely about yeah. these people and, yeah. and that's yeah. it. And, and you know the steps that they go through, and uh, you know I think I think it was interesting. I didn't know that like there was a passage of time that occurred um, oh. in the movie um, up front, and so when like the college stuff or whatever moving away part like started at the beginning, I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know. And then obviously like they kind of have a chance meet, and then like another one. And, yeah. Um, I I wasn't expecting that, but you know it felt very true to how um, like sometimes these relationships born out of friendships or acquaintances that yeah. blossom into friendships that go into relationships, how they actually do occur. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, oh, I mean, I guess we could probably get into like, you know, our own relationship experience and all that stuff. But um, it does, it does feel like true to like how some of that works. Um, and so, 
Anyway, all that to go and say, you know, I feel like it's a very authentic, like, lived-in movie, and um, I see, like, what's appealing about it. Um, on the other hand, it's also just, like, so simple, and it's, like, so well-executed. There's really, like, not much for me to point out beyond that. Yay! Yeah. I yeah. thought you weren't going to like it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, no, I thought it was good. Like, I'm a sucker. I'm a sap. Like, you know, yeah. I go and portray, like, a bitter nihilist. Or, or not <laughs> nihilist. No. Like, like a, a, cynic. a cynic sometimes. Yeah, a cynic. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, on this podcast. But in general, no. like, I'm pretty hopeful and, like, super cheesy and romantic, like, That <laughs> line, man. That line at the end is one of the most romantic lines. Like, when you find someone you want to spend yeah. the rest of your life with, yep. you want the rest yeah. of your life to start as soon as possible. What a line! Oh, that's a perfect movie line. It is. Like, yeah. That is, yeah. it is such a great movie. Like, it is such a great thing to hang the movie on at the end. And then the way he deflects back to, like, talking about all things yeah <laughs> that's amazing like, it's uh it's so good it's such a great choice for yes. like the way he plays it is great but also the way it's written is great where it's like oh he's right back into his bs because he made himself super uncomfortable by being that vulnerable yeah like, yep. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that moment is so perfect i like this is the, only the second time i'd seen this movie mm-hmm. um and i saw it during lockdown and i really liked it and then rewatching it tonight i just like it ended and I just had this like huge grin on my face. Mm. Like I felt like less tense in my body. Like it is just a, like a definition of a feel good movie. I yeah. think mm-hmm. like 100%. you come away from it just feeling happy and like satisfied. It's an hour and 36 minutes. It moves like a damn freight train. Like the yeah. pacing of this movie is so incredible. Yeah. It does not drag really at all. Every scene moves the plot forward and the plot is just, these people getting to know each other like that's it and it yeah it's just so well structured like as a screenplay it's so well structured cinematically like the movie looks amazing and the the amount of visual storytelling that they do within it like the whole movie for the most part Billy Crystal is on the right side of the screen and Meg Ryan's on the left side of the screen. And then when the moment comes where he like decides that he wants to be with her forever, he's on the left and she's on the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like they flip that dynamic, right? Cause she's more invested initially than he is. Yeah. Right? Like she, yep. she's the one who really kind of wants stuff to progress a lot faster than he does. And even though he does, he is portrayed as someone who wants to move this forward he's more hesitant than she. Like, she is just ready for him to say something, right? Yeah. And he's more, you know, on the fence, and it comes off as him kind of being a dickhead, but it's, it's like, very clearly a defense mechanism to yeah. me. Like, um, it's, be- like, he's doing that because he do- he's not, like, a bad person. It's just he's very uncomfortable by the fact that he is falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, he deflects, he, you know, tries to sleep around, he tries to brag about it, you know, they both try to make each other jealous at certain points, and, like, it's just, yeah, I mean, we've all said it already, like, it's just so human and universal, and, like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know everyone here's romantic history, but I don't think any of us have ended up with partners that, like, weave in and out of your life over this amount of time um but it doesn't matter right like that's not Mm -hmm. the point the point is just like how do these things start how do these things end how do we grow out of these things how do we learn from them and move on to the next one right and that part is so universal right we've all had to experience that by the time you become an adult Mm -hmm. and 
you know, we're relatively the ages of these people um, in this movie, right? They're in their early 30s, early to mid 30s. Yeah. Um, in it. And like, yeah, like, Mike, like you said, it's it's late 80s, you know, kind of yuppie people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, like, Harry's apartment is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who he's consulting. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. The fucking president? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah. And so there is that part of it, but it's still so universal. Like, yeah, you... By the time you're in your early 30s, you're kind of established in your career, but you, you know, there's still a lot of room for you to move, probably. And, you know, we don't see them a lot at their jobs, but it's implied like she's a journalist, he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But, and like, that's such a, those are such common things. Those are such common um, uh, professions that, like, you're like, okay, I know what, like, I probably know a lawyer, I probably know a journalist. <laughs> you know, like, most people yeah. is at least acquainted with someone with that job um in real life so you're like okay i get how they like what their day-to-day kind of looks like right Mm -hmm. and so you um yeah so you connect with them and then they just they just hang out and talk and they're both very like charming and funny and adorable and you love them both you know like that's and very flawed too though like they both have big issues that are also kind of relatable like we know people that are like that or you see aspects of them and yourself and so like, the Billy Crystal stuff, especially, like, I relate more to him mm-hmm. than Meg Ryan's character because, like, I am also very, like, I am very reluctant to be super emotional and vulnerable and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and like, and he is, from the beginning, written so well. Because you did bring up the dickish thing, and that was something that I had told you guys beforehand I've seen as a big critique is that Billy Crystal's character is just a dick. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like... I mean, from the beginning, he's very self-assured, and you could argue kind of dickish when he's, like, a young college guy, which yeah. most of us are very self-assured and dickish in our beliefs at that time. But, like, it's it's so set up that he's so confident in this this belief about love that he's had his entire life that I think the whole, like, I don't know, when they do finally sleep together and he kind of falls apart, like, it makes sense. I feel like it is yeah. very earned, and mm-hmm. it totally tracks and everything. I don't know, but... Sorry, continue. He is yeah. so good in this movie. He is. He, he's so good in this movie. There's a moment towards the beginning. It's after that first initial scene with them where um, it's after the college scene. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when they meet at the airport. And it it's cuts to in a pretty extreme close up of him when he meets Sally again. Like when she's dating Jack or Joe. Joe, yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> he's like, this is Sally Albright. And he looks at her and there's like, he does this thing with his left eyebrow and that's it. Like, that's the only <laughs> indication initially mm-hmm. that like he clocks her. Yeah. And it's so, so subtle and so good. Like, it's just, it's, it's so perfect. It's such a perfect performance from him. And he's such a, like, yeah, he's so full of himself. And then you watch it break down and then you watch him, right? Like, you watch him suffer a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he gets divorced and it kind of puts him on his back foot a little yeah. bit. And you know, you kind of, you're like, Oh, okay. So this guy, like all the, all the, you know, diatribes about you know, men are universally like this. Women are universally mm-hmm. like this or just, it's just a defense mechanism. Like you're not, you're not actually an a-hole. You're, you're scared. Yeah. You're anxious. Yeah. You're nervous. And, and you see that he really, is somebody who like he believes in love 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's so messed up. Like, you get to see this vulnerable part of him where it's like, yeah, he had all this bravado and he's like, oh, yeah, I believe my own, like, BS and whatever. But it's just all a show. And you get to see it's like he is really messed up, you know, mm-hmm. after his divorce and trying to grapple yeah. with, like, yeah, I, 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 you know, like, he's like, do I miss the idea of her? No, I, I miss her. You know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. so I, I love that. And Missy, you alluded to it earlier and like talking about it. I just think like the writing is so good in this film mm. because we actually get to see flawed people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and this is one of the things I think about, like, you know, when I, I write and I try to write characters and I try to write people who feel yeah. real. It's like these people they they act like real people like they're not just like all squeaky clean and have mm-hmm. it all together and you know do something like for some plot you know convenience like oh would i have to do this it's like you get to see you know even when you first get introduced to them the cracks in them you know mm-hmm. you get to see it's like their insecurities and then obviously mm-hmm. like you know as the film progresses you get to see places where it puts pressure on those and how their relationship kind of puts pressure on those different places. But I just, I love getting to see that in characters. I think that's what makes characters so relatable and so loved by people because there's so many, like we've talked about just, you know, these universal things that we can relate to, whether it's not you know, this exact experience where it's like, oh, yeah, like I had this person come in and out of my life for 12 years and then like we ended up together. But like there's so many pieces of those things that are relatable, like mm-hmm. experience wise. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I get why Harry acts this way, you know, mm-hmm. because maybe I've been in a situation where I've had to act like this way or I get why, you know, like Sally feels this way when she you know, finds out that her ex is getting married or what. like there's just mm. so many things where it's like, man it's just so well done uh so yeah Yeah. just like the characters are just amazing i i love that like that's probably like one of my favorite things in this film it's so great i'm thinking of the writing in particular for one of my favorite scenes the entire movie doesn't even have sally but it's the scene where um harry is talking to um is it what's the is it bruno kirby is that the other actor's name yeah Yeah. Yeah. yeah jess when he's talking to jess at the freaking like football game and oh, it's yeah. like, so good. And they're doing yeah. the wave while yes. he's yeah. explaining that so his wife doesn't joke. love him and he's just like still doing the wave. But it's just it's yeah. so perfectly written. It's just oh my <laughs> gosh. And that was yeah. where like watching it this last time, it, it like occurred to me. Um, I was like, man, she writes men really well. Cause like as a woman, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the way that she writes women and, and the way that they feel their emotions, because that's done so poorly in rom coms most of the time. It's just yeah, women just look like these erratic crazy you know whatever um but like they're shrill yeah exactly very shrill um Nora Ephron I mean obviously writes I think women beautifully but I'm like man she just she captures and granted I'm not a man so you guys could probably speak better to this but she she captures so much of like what I at least observe in in the way men converse or when they're talking about stuff like that and it just it feels so real and just again very lived in but I don't well there's the, the other moment of that before I'll let you finish your point, but the, there's another moment that informs that too, which is when they go on the double date where it's in, t- they're trying to hook e- the other one yeah. up with like, yeah. Uh, Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby and they stop and Carrie Fisher's like, oh, I've been looking for a red suede pump and like pulls uh, Sally to the side. 
and they have their conversation and then you see Jess and Harry's conversation and <clears throat> you can tell that they're both kind of like yeah you guys should probably be together mm-hmm. but like they're they want to be sensitive to the other person <laughs> and then Jess is like I don't feel like walking um, <laughs> yep. anymore I'm gonna get a taxi and she's like I'll go with you and he's yep. like great it's such a good joke like that's so yeah. perfect and it's just such a great interaction like the individual interactions between the men and women in that scene like I have absolutely been a part of that conversation mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like I have totally been there and to just see it play out it was just like yeah this is complete a completely universal experience yeah <laughs> so anyway go ahead and finish your point missy oh no i was I, I was pretty much done with it i was gonna ask though i mean because again i'm i'm a woman with my female perspective what do you guys think as far as how nora efron writes men i mean you were kind of speaking to it just now mj but do you feel like she captures as best one can like a, a male voice or male camaraderie <clears throat> or male aspects and yeah. views on relationships um i think so i think like if you were to say i think i think that kind of man <laughs> yes okay. yeah. sure you know, oh, yeah right not, like not not like every kind but certainly yes. like like that type yes <laughs> that's a, that's that's exactly what i was looking for because like i don't think men and women can't be friends most of my friends are women right um mm-hmm. so like yeah i don't I don't have ascribed to that, but like, I definitely know dudes who feel that way and mm-hmm. they act exactly like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yep. I've definitely known these guys and yeah, there's elements of it. Like catching yourself in the middle of this, like pretty emotional conversation with yourself and another man, but you're also like doing something very stupid mm-hmm. while you're doing it. Right. Like <clears throat> in my circles, it's usually playing pinball. It's playing Magic the Gathering. It's playing sure. video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that is the equivalent of me doing the wave while I'm processing whatever yeah. recent yep. like yeah. yeah. hyper emotional thing is happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't happen like over dinner or some shit. Yeah. It's like yeah, we're in we're in the middle of something else, playing Call of Duty, and we'll talk about like life shit yeah. <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've heard it exactly. said that like you know women for those more deep conversation and again this is not everybody but it's like tend to happen more like we're having coffee or we're like face to face across from each other doing something and then like Mm -hmm. when men are sharing more personal things it's like them doing like side by side i've heard that it's like you're sitting next to each other play you know so just like we were saying mike oh you're playing call of duty you're like doing something stand next to each other you're at a a game whatever and i feel like Mm -hmm. that's captured really well in this movie yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah the, i love <laughs> that that's covers... so that's such a good point because yeah them at the batting cages too is the other time that yep. they yeah. Did. Right. yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah they're always doing something right? yeah like they're always i love this male perspective guys i love it yeah well it's that's the name of the show male perspective male perspective get out of here missy no no girls allowed no girls allowed gu backwards rlz yeah circle circle dot dot no yeah the the last time i had like a pretty intense conversation with a friend i put up the game of my life on monster bash uh which is a pinball machine um i put like i almost got on the board and i was like playing and having this super deep conversation about what was currently going on in my life and that was like three weeks ago um (laughs) and it was with another man it was it was with two other men actually we were all playing the same game and they were just like you're having an incredible ball and i was like that's because i'm processing some uh but yeah that feels really true like i know Again, it's not everybody, but sure. I know there's experiences in my life where that <clears throat> that feels true to that. 
I'm doing mm-hmm. something with other guys, and like that's when we're just talking about life, the serious, well, the deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. The other thing that's interesting is like I have, a, you know, a lot of my friends are couples, right? So, mm-hmm. and I'm close with both of them individually, right? Mm-hmm. And so I will like oftentimes go to their house and like, you know, we just start chewing the fat or whatever, and usually the man in the the relationship is cooking and the woman is sitting there talking to me hmm. and he's contributing to the conversation but he's still doing something right yeah. like yeah he's usually cooking dinner for everyone and like i'll hop in and help because i know my way around their kitchens now <laughs> and yeah so like even when it's mixed company the men are still doing something <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the woman is still just sitting there talking. So even like with that, we still kind of fall into that um, those sort of roles, like just naturally. It's that's I I hadn't realized that until we had this conversation right now. But that's almost exclusively what happens. That's yeah, so funny. yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, one other thing I would also point out is that apparently Nora Ephraim like said that a lot of these conversations that happen and not just between the men, but also like Harry and Sally, um, come from like Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner, like some of their conversations, like the, the scene where they're having like the split screen discussion while they're watching Casablanca. Oh, it was yeah. apparently like something that Rob Reiner and like Billy Crystal like would do. <laughs> so they watch a movie and be talking to each other, like on the phone, like just being bros and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. you know, like <laughs> there's, there's some authenticity there too, you know, like, she apparently, you know, is incorporating ideas and things that, you know, they've done in their lives, yeah. too. So that that's what helps it makes it feel lived in. No, that's a great point, because Rob Reiner also famously um, very good friends with Mel Brooks. Mm. And I remember, I think it was Max Brooks was telling this story on a podcast I was listening to, that, you know, when Rob Reiner was still alive, he's passed, right? Um, no, he's alive still. <clears throat> Rob Reiner's still alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, am I? Oh, Carl Reiner. Was it Carl Reiner that was Mel Brooks' best friend? Yes. My bad. Carl Reiner. Rob Reiner's dad. Um, Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner's father, famously. Very good friends with Mel Brooks. My apologies, everyone. (laughs) Um, So... He passed in 2020 at the age of 98. Jeez, um, and the last time I heard Mel Brooks's son, Max Brooks, on a podcast, he mentioned that Carl Reiner would drive himself to Mel Brooks's house every single day. And they would just spend the whole day together. That's so cute. Hanging out. But they had a down pillow that they would sit between them and they would just pull the down out of the pillow while they were talking. So either he still had to be doing an activity, (laughs) even though, um, and he said, yeah, they would just like, they would just have a pile of down every day. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Aw. Um, so yeah, I mean, absolutely nailed the, uh, the male perspective there. Uh, Yeah. The answer, female too. As you were as you were talking about it, like the thing with the women being more like face to face conversational. I'm like, yeah, I mean that is pretty much. If I am talking to 
female friends, it's usually we go to lunch or to coffee or to dinner knowing mm-hmm. that we're going to be, you know, talking some shit or saying whatever, divulging yeah. things that are happening. There's no like, hey, do you want to go to the batting cage and then we'll just happen to talk about life? It's like, no, we know what we're doing as soon as we yeah. go someplace. Yeah. I mean, even here in Colorado for like men, it's hiking, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you sure. go on hikes and like, right. It's still an activity, right? But mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And then like, then you'll go get your beer or your lunch after. Like a lot of times it is, it is a little column A, a little column B mm-hmm. yeah, where it's yeah. like, but then it like, you've talked about the life stuff during the activity. So then it's just like, whatever dumb video game bullshit I'm into is what happens at lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, most of the time when I go, when I like am playing pinball with other guys, we are talking about life shit. And then we go to the pizza place down the street and we talk about like books. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so it's it is funny that like once we're face to face, it's just like whatever you know pop culture stuff we we're into because that's like the circuit like it, it that's our sports right yeah um, mm-hmm. you know for some dudes it's sports that yeah. they end up talking about but yeah it's like you go do sports and yeah. <laughs> talk about life stuff and then you go eat lunch and talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So I heard a critique. I've heard this and read this from a few people that the movie. Like, okay, so Billy Crystal obviously in the beginning says that men and women can't be friends because sex will always be a thing that gets in the way. And I've heard mm-hmm. the critique that the film proves that point. Um, I, I've seen some, like, retaliation against it that was like, no, that's just taking one line out of context um, and, and kind of blowing that up. But what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, do you feel like the movie was trying to say, no, I mean, his premise at the beginning he's clearly very self-satisfied with and we're supposed to kind of be like oh no but then the movie kind of ends up showing that they had a friendship that was ruined quote-unquote by sex but then i don't know i guess ultimately turned into a marriage i don't know where i'm going with that anyway i just want to throw out that that's a <laughs> no, critique i, see, I, I want to know your guys yeah. thoughts on that i see what you're saying yeah. my thought is this right he's friends with carrie fisher yeah that's true yeah. like she's friends with jess like mm-hmm. it's yeah at no point is there like are they ever attracted to each other but then they end up becoming friends and yeah they're friends as a couple sort of or whatever yeah uh, i get to use the parlance of our times they're friends as a couple and as a situationship <laughs> um but yeah i i don't know i i don't think that it ultimately proves the point either way i think it's just a sweet way to end the movie yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think so either and i because i think like it, what it ultimately shows is like that partners should be friends and there should be a level of friendship mm-hmm. there with the person you're going to end up with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, if you want to view a friendship turning into marriage as it being ruined, then sure. But it's like, yeah. no, it's like that was <laughs> kind of the catalyst for them, you know, opening up to each other romantically and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all my longest lasting relationships were ones where we started off as friends first and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and then progressed um, romantically. So, um you know, I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily contradicting itself. I mean, I do think that there is one interesting point, which is that I think the ending of the original ending of the movie was going to be that they don't end up together. Mm, and so they, they and uh, then midway through they were filming, they went for the more optimistic ending because I guess both Nora Ephraim married somebody and then also Rob My- Reiner married someone and like okay. I think. Rob had just come off of like a divorce or something like that. Mm. So I think they were both feeling more optimistic about oh, the uh... state of romance um, while they were filming it. And so, um, you know, that's the reason why the endings changed and probably better. <laughs> Definitely more satisfying yeah. for yeah. the vast majority yeah. of people. Um, oh, and, yeah, and so, 
yeah Rob, like that would Rob be a total Ryan bummer penny marshall in the early 80s mm. yeah mm. right so. yeah so yeah. anyway um you know i maybe you could say that the initial intent of the movie was that though that like um yeah was that the ending was going to go and support the idea that or contradict the idea that men and women can't just be friends because it was going to ultimately go for it they just decide to stay friends and not pursue it mm. um and now the you know ending that's been filmed and has been you know the canonized um yeah. is is the one that maybe goes and contradicts that point i don't know i mean i'm just throwing it out there maybe maybe there's more of the movie that goes and supports that viewpoint and then it got it gets ultimately contradicted in the end but it's an interesting thing to note yeah yeah i don't know what do you think Corey? yeah i mean i'm kind of i'm kind of like similar to all of you guys i don't feel like i don't know i I don't really feel like the movie is trying to necessarily contradict. I don't I don't feel like it's trying to state this point and then say, "Hey, look, we contradicted it or like we proved it wrong." I I mean, I think like I don't know. I just kind of view it as like, yeah, he he had all this like bravado and BS that he was living with at the beginning and yeah, like maybe the movie is slightly trying to say like, "Hey, this is a viewpoint that some people have." But I think throughout the course of the film, it it kind of just becomes irrelevant anyway because it's like yeah. you mm-hmm. see that it doesn't really matter and people can believe lots of different things and, like, different – there can be lots of different situationships and, like, you know, even mm-hmm. in the cutting into, like, the different, like, couples that you see on the screen and they're telling all these wild stories, it's like – I feel like it's more of in service to the point of, like, people – can end up and find love in all these crazy ways or even if they believe different things they can still arrive at this place where they find somebody like and they find love so i I don't know i don't really read it as like the film was trying to make a statement and Mm -hmm. disproved it or you know did say you know so i that's kind of where i sit with it yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that like that's the theme of no, the movie. Right. No, right, not at all. No, yeah, <laughs> people just don't want to yeah. like it. They want to like because yeah, there are yeah. aspects of it that are are dated, especially you know with where our society is now with so many so much more progressive ideals. People want to be like this is bad and that's bad and this is it's like mm-hmm. careful, Missy. That's how you get us a bad review. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, okay. No, I, I was curious because I, I also thought that was kind of like a weak criticism. Um, but also, yeah. Corey, I'm glad you brought up the, the couples because um, mm-hmm. the film starts not with Harry and Sally, but yeah. with an old couple. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, you guys obviously like the movie, so I'm assuming you're pro pro old people, but that, that could <laughs> so easily go wrong yeah, in a movie. old people. Like, A, the, the time jumps, Ageist and then B, the, the cutscenes of very old couples <laughs> talking about their relationship could be so, so, like, a, a bullet to the head for a lot of movies, but I don't feel like yeah. it is for this movie. No. It's great. It's, if anything, I think it bolsters the film. Like, I think having a little old vignette to lead into the next scene is one super ballsy mm-hmm. and two yeah. uh it works right like yeah. everything they say sort of like leads into the next scene in a really great way yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, so. yeah i i think all of it is kind of in service to harry and sally being together mm-hmm. and like like i said like showing mm-hmm. you know all these kind of some of them are more straightforward a lot of them are kind of like more unorthodox like you hear them right the, is like like the one guy who's like he gets back to his wife 
his original wife after multiple oh, yeah. divorces or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the couple is like, oh, and he rode the elevator up this many floors or whatever. Like, so they're uh-huh. all these wild, they're all these wild <laughs> things. But I, I think again, it just highlights like, yeah, Harry and Sally had this 12 year back and forth thing and it feels unorthodox and mm. you know, they were friends and situationship on and off, but it's, it feels like love kind of wins in the end. That's kind of that's kind of how I view all these vignettes, and it's also like I think a really clever way when they're doing time jumps or transitioning mm-hmm. uh, the context of like what's happening in the story. I think it's a really clever way to break it up without yeah. having to <clears throat> do something else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and my understanding is that like these are actual stories yeah. from real couples. Yep, they they have yeah, they have so. actors playing them, but yeah. um, they were like these are things that were actually said or written that mm-hmm. like Nora Ethram like gathered or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know that that helps makes it also feel authentic. Like these are mm-hmm. real people or at least real stories. Um, and then you know you have all these real stories, and then you add the button at the end of the movie with the fake people, the actors, Harry and Sally, you know, giving their testimonial. Um, But, you know, you feel like now that's real too, because these other stories were real before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Cause yeah, yeah, especially because some of them do sound a little outlandish. The idea of like, yeah, the the multiple divorces in between or like he saw me and immediately said i'm gonna marry that woman which i i also just think is an old person thing because apparently my grandpa said that about my grandma so i'm like maybe old people were just back then convinced (laughs) they were gonna marry every person of the opposite sex they saw but it does definitely it it makes the pill easier to swallow when you see kind of crazy rom-com scenarios it's like oh yeah love Mm -hmm. is kind of a weird crazy Mm -hmm. thing Mm Hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the ultimate point of the movie, right? Is like, a love story doesn't follow a narrative, right? Yeah. Like, there's not a blueprint for this shit, especially in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, even Jess and, and uh, Carrie Fisher's character, whose name escapes me, but, like, yeah. they... Uh, they they don't have a traditional like origin story as a couple either right <laughs> mm-hmm. like they meet on a date where they're supposed to be into the other person yeah. yeah and then they connect and then four months later they're getting married you know yeah. like it's not it doesn't make sense in quotes in, in like a movie structure way mm-hmm. but it makes perfect sense in like I know someone who met his wife and was married in four months and now they have like six kids and they've been married for 25 years. Oh yeah. My Probably parents longer. got engaged after like four months. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. They've been married for they were, a long time. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it does. And I know other people who have had, you know, it took them six and a half years to get married. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not clear cut for everyone. And it's, I think that's one of the amazing things about this movie is despite the yeah. fact that it is so focused on these two people, we still see that like the ultimate theme of the movie is, has nothing to do with men and women being friends. Mm-hmm. The ultimate theme yeah. of the movie is that like love is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it like, it kind of doesn't make sense from a self-preservation perspective. Like it does as yeah. far as like continuing your lineage, but like you yeah. have to sacrifice a lot of yourself for that other person in order to mm-hmm. make it work. And mm-hmm. like, it it like it it's it's a weird thing if you really like dig into what love is and like how like the mechanics of it work it's bizarre it is yeah. a bizarre human behavior and also the fact that like you know we can let these people into our lives that can ruin them right like mm-hmm. and i don't mean yeah. just like with your material possessions like emotionally destroy you to a point where like 
you have to make choices to build yourself back up, which Harry has to do, right? Like, yeah. this divorce does a number on this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all it takes to unravel that is seeing her one other time. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's, like, very moved past it at this point, it seems, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's thriving. He's got, you know, his situationship with Sally going on. And, you know, he's got friends now with, Carrie Fisher and 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 Bruno Kirby and like he's he's not in the world of Helen anymore mm-hmm. yeah. and then he's just unravels after seeing her one time because of the emotional toll she took on him and like yeah yeah in like 2023 we know he probably should have gone to a therapist about it or whatever but even if he had like it's not a guarantee right. <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. if he were to see her again that like whatever that trauma is would get, come back up and so it like but then he's willing to like do this all over again with no actual guarantee with Sally, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that doesn't make sense, (laughs) right? Like it doesn't make any sense from a self-preservation perspective because like 10 years down the road, he very well could find himself in the same position with Sally, but he has deemed that risk worth it. Yeah. And like, yeah, love is wild like it is a very very strange strange behavior and that's what the movie is about yeah the movie has almost nothing to do with whether or not men can be friends friends with women like that is so far removed from what the movie has on its mind that's just some kind of some dumb bullshit they made billy crystal say because he's so like yeah he has to he has to keep women at a distance because he is so it's more for his character than it is for the theme of the movie because that perfectly encapsulates like his view on women in the way that yeah exactly yeah so i don't know that's that's how i feel about the and the 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 old people stuff too like Corey, you were saying the stories are just insane right like none of them make any sense but they make us feel nice because it's sort of magic a little bit right like it's it's there there is there's something magic about people being in love even if you're not in a relationship at the time they're like hearing a good love story like it makes you feel good no matter what yeah Yeah. right and so it yeah it it, it's a a feel-good movie right it's a it's a comedy they end up together in the end right and like it it does its job and it does it really, really well by finding these stories that are very unique in the, cause like, yes, not all love stories follow a blueprint, but a lot of them do. You meet, you date for a while, you get engaged, you fall in love, you get married, you have a couple kids, you buy a house, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that all is the same arc of most love stories, but like there's twists and turns and nuance to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. When I think like what you were saying in talking about love and how self-sacrificing it is, it's like, even if there are different, you know iterations of that that thing where you meet you fall in love you date or whatever it's like the the true core of it is just that that self-sacrifice that willing to be vulnerable and open up is mm-hmm. is the actual core and little nugget in there that we see and you see it through all the old people you see it through harry and sally mm-hmm. it's yeah mm-hmm. Ugh, it's yeah so and like we're all of an age where we've been through breakups but like none of us have given up on trying to find someone you know i think yeah. at yeah. least eventually right like you and yeah you go through moments where you take breaks you're you're like no this is not what i need right now this is not yeah, yeah. you know but then eventually most people decide to go back out there and try again you know and so like yeah we've all like, that's the universality of the film right we all oh, end yeah. up in that position and then we all decide to come back and like if anything you could read it as a testament to the resilience of the human spirit to keep yeah. doing this 
Yeah. Oh, I was Sally. When she finds out Joe is getting married, I remember my first college boyfriend who I had broken up with, uh, like, I remember months later finding out he was dating somebody else. And I, like, I was totally over him, didn't care. I was just like Sally. Like, I'm living my life. This is not even a thought mm-hmm. that I have in my brain. As soon as I found out, like, I had to go home and I just cried. And mm-hmm. so, like, when she does her little panic and calls Harry, I'm like, yes, I get it. I understand. Even, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't predict how you're going to react to things because love yeah. is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was just talking to someone yesterday about how uh, we we have this theory that everyone has like VX, um, like capital the mm. uh, X. And I was like, yep, totally, totally do. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely do. So, yeah, I get it. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to end that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's definitely true, right? Like there are people I've dated that if I found out that they are dating someone new, I'd probably be like, good for you. Like, I'm right. Glad, right. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I hope you're happy. I hope you got what you needed. Um, whatever. And there are people where if I found out that they were, uh, dating someone else, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. Right. And that's like, it's so great that this movie can get all that across in an hour and 36 minutes like this movie can can distill one of the most complicated human behaviors we have Mm -hmm. that like it's it's something we've written also something we've written about since we've had sentience right like all the great works of most genres of or most mediums are about love in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. um yeah and like we still haven't figured it out and this is a film that takes all these experiences from across the board and just like filters it into this hour and 36 minutes that like doesn't explain what love is because you can't but then yeah. you um you uh uh you still get a sense of like okay yeah i get that you know it may, it doesn't make you feel alone right mm-hmm. it makes it like it's a movie that i think anyone can watch and is it only gets better the older you get i think yeah um, yeah. And like anyone can watch at any point and like relate to some aspect of this film. But then the older you get and the more relationship experience you have under your belt, whether your relationship, whether you married your high school sweetheart or you've gotten divorced and remarried three times, mm-hmm. um, like you can find something in this movie that like resonates with you as a human being capable and in search of love. And yeah. that's amazing like that the movies baby like (laughs) that's so cool i don't know it just it yeah it's just a great like feel good movie in that way i know i got really esoteric there and i'm sorry no (laughs) no that's that's what we're here for man also the fact that as a rom-com because like it sounds like it should be a simple thing because love is something like you said that like people write about people sing about people make art Mm -hmm. about all these things because it's something we all experience because you know we it's part of our natural being it's our very uniquely human thing the way that we love like not in the way that animals do where it is protecting your young and procreating but we have that that weird self-sacrificial love because you know we have our our loving creator who made us that way and it's like um but this one does it so well like so many other rom-coms try and i think are so bad and granted i i am a female and so i do like or i enjoy watching a lot of like 90s and 2000s rom-coms that i grew up with because they're entertaining but i recognize that they're trash i recognize they're poorly written a lot of them but it's like this one there's just something about it it's so 
just I know we've said it like grounded lived in it feels real and that's why I, I had texted you guys about it too I've, I've read it's like kind of touted as being the rom-com for men and women because it's just yeah. like a human experience movie yeah I would totally yeah. agree with that Missy I I feel like the reason you know people say oh yeah it's the rom-com men can enjoy mm-hmm. um in generalities because you know it's like oh sure I I you know <coughs> I, I like I watch a lot of films I enjoy a good rom com but yep same. um I think that general statement comes from this place of it is more it's about people it's a, mm. it's about seeing this lived in world seeing these characters that feel real mm-hmm. um, writing that you know doesn't feel so foreign to most guys if they would watch this you know mm-hmm. and again like i know billy crystal is playing he's playing one like archetype of a guy and it, mm-hmm. that doesn't you know that's not representing like all male thought but like right. i feel like most guys can watch it and like find at least pieces of stuff and like how he processes things where they're like oh yeah like i get that or mm-hmm. even like his interaction with his friend, like we were talking about earlier, like how guys process and talk about deep things. I think there is something in the male process and psyche that you watch this and like most guys, if they, they don't do movies or they don't do rom-coms or whatever, can see this and be like, oh, okay, like this is different than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, that could be disarming. It could kind of subvert their expectation of what they thought a rom-com would be because, mm-hmm. you know they have this idea that maybe it's just going to be like this stupid, you know, I don't know, whatever, like lovey, dovey, I don't, I don't (laughs) know, you know, yeah. but so, but to see a movie like this, that's way more grounded. People feel real conversations, arguments, things feel like, Oh, like that's real. Like I've heard that, or I've been in that conversation. I think that's probably a big pull of why guys maybe don't, categorize this necessarily as like traditional rom-com and they'd be like Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's the one that i like the one that's watchable yeah yeah i think that this just goes and shows there's not like you know bad genres or anything like that you know it's 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 just you know execution like i i can see a version of this that's horrible yes you know turn on turn on lifetime (laughs) (laughs) or hallmark channel every christmas yeah yeah you know but you know this is made by people who are at the height of their game the masters of their craft um and you know they they just write you know a good 20 percent to 50 percent to 100 percent better and the actors are you know good whatever percentage better and the directing and the cinematography you know everybody is like putting in work and they elevate it um because yeah like you know you just envision a version of this that sucks very easily (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. we've all seen it yeah Mm -hmm. um you know like the the guy and the girl who don't like each other who take a bet on and Mm -hmm. you know then they slowly fall in love blah 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 you know but Yep. This is just done in, in such a way that um, it's it's elevated by by the work people put in. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you know, like you can't just go and be all rom com suck. You know, like yeah. there's, there's yeah. good ones like this one, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I suppose I think our genre definitions. I don't even know if apply to this. Like, I don't yeah. even because there's a rom com. Right. It's kind of just like a drama. Yeah, slice I, of yeah. Life, it's you like, know? like, like yeah. dramedy a little bit more. It's like, yeah, yeah, dramedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just don't know like if, if something better fits, but you know, I just don't think that totally encapsulates this either. Yeah, um, yeah. It kind of does a disservice in some ways. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. 
yeah it's just like a it's such a human film right like yeah. top yeah. to bottom it's just like it just is a film about what it means to exist in the world yeah. and yeah. navigate it like and just try in your best right like that's the thing right. is like I feel like most people are just kind of doing their best and this yep. is a movie yeah. about people just kind of trying to do their yeah. best mm-hmm. and it like it works it feels universal and it feels like it feels it makes you feel lighter it makes you feel a little bit less alone i think yeah yeah it's a film that has that power of like if you're having a down day not just because it has a sweet ending with a great line and a great speech leading up to that line but like this is a movie that you could put on and you like you see the struggles you see there's my i think my favorite scene in the movie is after Billy Crystal sees Helen and they go to Jess and Carrie Fisher's place and mm-hmm. they're talking about the wagon wheel table. That, yeah. that and Billy Crystal amazing. has to so take a good. moment. Yeah. And he's so he's so good. He does great face acting looking out the window there and then he freaks the hell out. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. He like he flips out and like this clearly isn't him, right? And like you know, Carrie Fisher and Jess don't know him as well, but like I mean Jess does, Jess is his yeah. best friend. But they're both kind of like taken aback and Sally's like he ran into Hel- Helen. Like, yeah. yeah. She has the context for it. And she like, you can see that like, even though he kind of lashed out and hurt her on purpose, it wasn't mm-hmm. it like, it was like there, it was like, it was intentional, but then it also wasn't at the same time. Like he was not yeah. in his right mind to yeah. be doing that. Which and, feels like, so real. Apologies. Yes. It's exactly. so real. Like, it yes. is, that, I think everyone's been there. We're like, something gets under your skin you lash out and hurt someone who like you have there's collateral damage mm-hmm. yes, right yeah and then like you know he pushes her and she freaks out on him and he's just like hey can i say something and she's just like what is it and he j- just apologizes and gives her a hug because he's just like oh shit like yeah yeah i didn't this wasn't like this wasn't intentional like this was intentional in the moment but like this what i oops like that's the thing that snaps him out of it too where he's just like oh shit like i'm steamrolling other people now yeah mm. right and I don't know a single person who hasn't done that, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, whether or not I've been on the receiving end of it or not, like, that is that is a completely universal experience where, like, you're annoyed about something and so you freak out on someone else yeah. and they're just mm-hmm. like, what yep. the hell? And yeah. then they freak out back at you and like, oh, 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 shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. You know? And so you've got to, like, do that. And it's great. What a great, like, just human moment in the middle of this. It has almost nothing to do with their romance right mm-hmm. it just has to do with their existing as people who shares the same space frequently yeah yeah all i yeah all i feel like all the arguments are done super well in this film yes. like yeah I, I was paying particular attention to that this time and like mm-hmm. so that one the one they have at the new year's party like all the mm-hmm. all all of them they feel very real. The one at the they wedding. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. feel contrived. You know, yeah, like that wedding one is great. It's like she slaps him and then literally oh they God. walk am out I there. The and like, <laughs> am I the dog? Am I? Yeah, I know. It's like, am I it's the so dog good. in this? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> it, but it all feels it all feels so real. Like it feels like yeah. this yeah. could be a conversation that someone would have, especially with like their their history. It doesn't yeah. feel like too forced. It doesn't feel like, oh, she's like pissed off for no reason. You know, like. Again, to your point, Missy, it's like she writes people in such a good way where it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like it could be really easy to write the woman as just like, oh, she's just kind of being a B right now. It's like, yeah, no, it's like she's very justified in how she feels. And then like all of, you know, all of her insecurities and his insecurities come out and these fights feel real. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, like this, it's it's so good. It's yeah, it just feels it feels so real, so lived in. 
Yeah. yeah well, it, it, one thing that uh, I was when I was researching for this podcast, I was looking up some like different reviews and things like that, and I saw like Roger Ebert's review of it. And um, one thing that stood out to me was um, kind of on that note with like the arguments and kind of like the stubbornness of like some of the characters and things like that that feel real mm-hmm. um, is, you know, Harry and Sally's friends um, aren't very stubborn. They're very easygoing. Yeah. There's this line in his review that he goes and says, they're the kind of people who don't make it hard for themselves, who realize that they like each other and accept mm-hmm. the fact and they mm-hmm. act on it. And mm-hmm. then he says, meanwhile, Harry and Sally are tougher customers they fight happiness every step of the way until it finally wears them down. Mm. And like, that. that's how he ends the review. And like, to me, like, <laughs> you know, like that, that, that's like good. That's such <laughs> yeah. an encapsulation. Yeah. Cause like we, we know those types of people. Like yes. we know those people who are like, they're easy going. Like nothing was a problem. Not, you know, not yeah, nothing sure. was yeah, a but, problem, yeah, but right. you know, like, but yeah. then, you know, like, I mean, I very much am in the latter camp. I'm one of those people who's like, I fucking overanalyze everything. <laughs> yeah. and I make it way harder on myself <laughs> yeah. and yeah. In my relationships, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then, like, I fall into sometimes making that decision, but, like, fuck, it didn't need to be so hard, um, yeah. you know? And, 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 like, I think that, like, there's something very real about, like, those types of people, too. And so that's yeah. why it feels really yep. relatable. Like, this overly, you know, intellectual, like, try, tries to come up with, like, every way that this thing could go wrong mm-hmm. and, like, almost denies yourself, like, a little bit of happiness, like, out of some sort of punishment, like, yeah. like yeah. vibe, you know? And yeah. so... Um, Anyway, like that, that feels really real to me. And, you know, but, but the same token, like, you know, I really like Carrie Fisher's character. Like, she's so she's great. Really like the her Rolodex. Role in this. She's uh-huh. so yeah. good in this she's movie. The Rolodex. And then yeah. she's like, like the side chick for the whole movie. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a horrible situation, yeah. but it's like, it's, oh my gosh, she's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of liked her more than like in Star Wars. <laughs> this is her best you. performance that I've her seen. Her acting is so good. Yeah. She's great. She's really great. He's never going to leave her. Nobody thought that yep. he was. Nobody yeah. thought that he was ever <laughs> yeah. going to leave her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's just like, you know, putting in work and, and making people feel lived in and, you know, yeah. even for like, you know, even this side couple that, you know, barely gets any screen time, mm-hmm. you still care about that, you know, and you find them likable mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that too. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, and like, like you said, Mike, like, yeah, I, I've definitely fallen in that category where like, Someone, I was like, I was talking about something to someone a few weeks ago, um, and they just had to be like, hey, just try it. Yeah, right. Like, they, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, just had to, they just had to be like, hey, just try it, you know? And, like, that, I've adopted that a little bit as a mantra, right, lately, mm. of, like, situations have been presenting themselves, and I'm like, ah, and then I hear this person in my voice, in my, the back of my head going, hey just try it mm. like just try and it's been a common theme <laughs> lately in my life where it's like hey what, what what do what do and it's like hey just try it like mm-hmm. you know step, you have the opportunity to step outside your comfort zone as long as no one's getting hurt or it's not harmful like yeah. there's mm-hmm. just try it just try it like you don't need to overthink it you need to just try it and then like whatever happens happens and it's like it's really helped a lot a lot and it's feels a little ridiculous to be a 35 year old man who had to be told that by another person um you know like that's where they are in this movie because that's a real experience because we keep learning and growing as adults there's no like expiration date for when you stop learning and growing as a human yeah, exactly. that's a re- that's a really great point, Missy. That's like, and that's also one of the main themes of this movie is like, 
Yeah, the other thing too is like I one of the reasons I don't understand the pr- criticism about um, Billy Crystal is that we watch him grow. Like, yeah, pretty he quickly. grows. Like they give him yeah. a very quick growth arc. In this they movie. make like, each yeah, other he's... better, and you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even the the moment where like the the moment where like the walls start to come down is a very silly moment, mm-hmm. but it's when he's like. Uh, I've decided that we are going to talk like this for the rest of the yeah. Day. First yeah. time we see him like yeah. bring her into a riff with him. Yeah. 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 It's the um it's the first time that we see him bring her into a riff and like not just like diatribe at, like he's not just monologuing at her anymore, right? Like he's yeah. he wants to and then there's a great cut when they meet after their breakups where they meet in the bookstore and then it just cuts to them getting coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, "Oh, shit's different now huh like yeah yep. you know with a couple years under your belt and you know growing up in a new haircut and uh <laughs> these experiences like you're different people right mm-hmm. you're you're right like you're 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 never the same person ever right day yeah. to day and like you're different tomorrow than you were today and um this movie i think nails that even right yeah and like it's an hour and 36 minutes yeah. long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, With it old is... people monologues in between and fun little and... silly scenes. Like, it can afford everything and it still gets everything mm-hmm. it needs to get done. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, it can. $96 million, a budget of $16 million in, uh, in 1988 dollars. Like, it, yeah. 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 And also, um, was a hit and... Mm-hmm came out in july of 1989 hey me too that's Uh, there you go missy (laughs) two great things in july of 1989 yeah you too right mike uh no 88 88 okay yeah we are no just me and harry met sally um (laughs) but here's the thing you know what else came out that summer batman and the last crusade and this still Mm -hmm. made 92.8 million dollars oh yeah pretty good dang yeah yep Come on, everyone! Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, show that showed yeah. an industry that was healthy and could sustain yeah. so, <laughs> multiple types of pictures. But you know yeah. what? I think this movie really needed like another hundred yeah. million pumped into it, yeah, and yeah, like, at least another hour added to it. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, I, yeah, no. I agree. <laughs> and make all the characters just caricatures of of human ideals rather than actual humans. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, I, in other words, it should have been a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Well, wow. Um, I feel like you guys just answered my question, but wow. Uh, I was, you know, I was talking like, I know we talked about like, okay, rom-com might not be the best way to define it, but that's what everyone says. Like it's a mm-hmm. rom-com. Right. And a lot of people put this as like the best rom-com ever made. Like you look at like top rom-coms, it's always in the top five, if not the top I one. I eat a lot of top rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then so then my question is like in this genre like why can't we get films like this anymore and again you guys just gave me a lot of really good answers uh but (laughs) just like what is your take like where we are in the film you know arena like why don't we get films like this as much or like why are films like this not successful even the few that we do get uh, I can answer from a well, at least from my uniquely female perspective on this for rom coms. I man, a big one is connected to so much of what you guys have been talking about about why this one is so good. 
which is that they're humans. And a lot mm-hmm. of subsequent rom-coms, they're caricatures. They're caricatures yeah, that it yep. seems would be convenient to be, like, <laughs> it, it would make, like, like, kind of, I guess, more sense that if you had a caricature, that's more universal because it's not specific. It's very, a vague idea of what a human should be or of what women are like when they're seeking love and what men are like when they're seeking love or whatever. But it yeah. ends up being more, like, isolating because they just they don't feel real and and these are hyper specific humans with hyper specific idiosyncrasies but they're still so much more relatable so i think a a big turn is that a lot of rom-com writing has made their main characters into caricatures i will also Mm. say with more recent stuff um now that we're in 2023 is there such uh, in in addition to the characters being caricature-y there's this really big push for a lot of i would say specifically more progressive ideals because like there's mm-hmm. such there's been such a left turn from this idea of people like falling in love and having healthy relationships mm-hmm. that it almost feels like subversive that like they're not going to end up together or or we're going to be oh. so progressive that like the the woman has to do you know fill in the blank and the guy's got to be like I, like I'm trying to think of how to describe it sorry and I'm going all over the place but it's like they're trying so hard to be subversive from just like a, a two people falling in love that it mm-hmm. ends up just like it, it sucks and it's bitter and it's cynical and it's like mm-hmm. it's not fun to watch so yeah this to me would be the two big ones is trying to make people into ideals and then trying to get too thematically um almost political with your themes and trying mm-hmm. to make it you know against like traditional like because god forbid anything be traditional anymore um going against <laughs> that kind of ideal i don't know if any of that made sense no no, no I, think, I think it does I think uh, I think there's a lot of things um, that uh, suggest that we we make a lot of these uh, movies that come subsequently um, overcomplicated. Like we mm. overcomplicate the plots to all these things. Like mm. they all have to have like some crazy ridiculous <laughs> conceit. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. like let's like the title lose a guy in ten days or like yeah. the, you know all that kind of stuff. Twenty seven right? dresses. Um, She's been a bridesmaid twenty seven times. Yeah. Right. Like 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 these things aren't going to get greenlit unless they have like some sort of high concept. And the more ridiculous and outlandish you get, the less relatable it becomes, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, the more your characters are just not going to be like anybody that, you know. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I think that's a big part of it. I think that also there's just this really cheap industry that goes and churns out, you know, these things that get you, you know, 70% of what you want or expect from these things, um, you know, like mm-hmm. on Lifetime or, mm-hmm. you know, Hallmark yeah. or Netflix or whatever. And, and like, yeah, it's not as well made or as well crafted, but like it gets like, it gets that warm, cozy feeling or whatever that, you know, some people are looking for. Um, and it's good enough. It's like candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, that kind of goes and cuts off the legs and, I just think there's just been an atrophy in people's ability to write stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, in you know, general. I think that just, yeah, just in general, across the board, across all of Hollywood. And um, there's just not a lot of care or craft because it takes money. It, You know, yeah, yeah. this costs like, you know, $16 million and, you know, 1989 dollars. But, um, you know, putting on something like this, filming in New York, having two like superstar actors, probably is going to be at least like what 50 million i would say you mm-hmm. know more yeah. to go and make yeah. it yeah. versus you could go and pump out some hallmark crap for like a million mm-hmm. and yeah um and you know probably in a way i don't know maybe that's even more profitable if you just go and keep on churning them out you know you could probably mm. produce like 20 or 30 of those in a year versus right. one you know um 
in like one Hollywood-esque like well-made rom-com. So and those, that's my speculation anyway. Um, I think there has been a few in the last handful of years that I've really liked. Um, and I want to give some attention to those. This year, You Hurt My Feelings. Um, oh, is it good? I've talked about it. It's good. I really liked it. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh, not... yeah, sorry. <clears throat> I was thinking of the other Meg Ryan one. No, this is the Julie Louis-Dreyfus oh. one. Yes, yeah. Okay. Julie yeah, Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, not technically a rom-com in that it is not about people um, getting together in a relationship. It's about people who have been married for a while and then they find out some stuff about the other person where that it's sort of... Um, sort of breaks their perception of who that person is maybe a little bit and like whether mm. or not they can trust them because they find out like they lied about something but mm-hmm. it was like kind of a small lie but also kind of not really a small lie and it's just like you know it's it's got that same thing of like a very human experience right mm. like you know i'm gonna speak for everyone we've all lied to our partners mm-hmm. um and you know we've all been caught in lies by our partners and Mm. that's like a test of a relationship right like and the thing is you're gonna do it again even once this gets resolved right like Mm -hmm. we're not i'm not saying we're all continually like constantly lying to our partners right but like you tell a little white lie to someone because it's easier sometimes right it just Mm -hmm. is right Mm -hmm. and you're gonna do it again and they're gonna do it again and we all do it to each other friendships relationships whatever mm-hmm. and it's what the movie's about the movie is just about the little white lies that we tell our partners the little white lies we tell ourselves about our partners to make our lives easier and what happens when we get caught in those and then they become bigger deals right that's mm-hmm. the whole movie but it's so universal still like yeah. it still feels real it still feels like yeah i've been there like yeah it wasn't about the specific thing but yeah you know sometimes it's easier to do this and like yeah sometimes you get caught sometimes you don't sometimes you get away with it and it never comes back you know and that's just it right it's the very similar structure actually to when harry met Sally. it's like it's almost like this weird spiritual sequel a little bit where it's like what happens when they're you know 10 15 years into a marriage and have a kid that's all like on the cusp of adulthood you know mm-hmm. that that kind of thing and then they have another couple that they are best friends with and like they those that other couple as well is they're also telling each other little white lies about that they're getting caught up in and like it's good it's a good movie um big sick i loved that was my favorite oh, movie that was 2017 great 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 rom-com um really really good and then i think it was a 2020 movie i really liked um always be my maybe oh yeah that oh, one was yeah. cute oh yeah yep very fun i mean it's not as like heavy thematically as, no, but it's still good. Um, yeah but it's like it's a fun light-hearted like charming rom-com mm-hmm. yeah right also keanu. Um, yeah also keanu reeves is in it and he's it's so good. super funny in <laughs> it's it. so funny he is so fun like that is the hardest i've laughed at a movie i haven't laughed at a movie that hard in a long time or since then <laughs> that's the last time I remember being like, I might have to pause it because I think I might pass out laughing. Like <laughs> he is so funny in that movie. He really is. Um, and yeah, I think, I, I don't think it's an entirely dead genre. Um, I do think there's been like weird variations on it. One uh, that's a little more cynical and a little more mm-hmm. hard nosed and 
bizarre um, that I liked in the last handful of years was Phantom Thread. I don't know if people would consider that a romantic comedy, but I would. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one is definitely like the art house version of a romantic comedy for sure. Mm. Um, and then there's a couple other ones like Take This Waltz from 2011 with Seth Rogen and Michelle Williams is pretty good. Um, another one from the writer and director of You Hurt My Feelings is uh, called Enough Said with James Gandolfini and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm. Um, that one's very good. But that, I mean, those are like, now we're talking about movies that are 10, 12 years old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, they are few and far between, Corey. But there are there are good ones that are still getting made. See, but I'm thinking the good ones that I can think of recently are all the very cynical ones. Like, and not that mm-hmm. it has to end with a happy ending, but I'm thinking like uh, 500 Days of Summer, I think is a really good yeah. rom-com. They don't end up together. Uh, spoiler alert. Like, La La Land, if you consider that a, a rom-com. I would consider that They a don't end up together. Yeah. It's like... Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, it's like all these... They're, they're good, but they're... I don't know. I, like, I appreciate the cynical take because life is very hard and life doesn't always end up the way we want. But there's just something to be said about, like, seeing... Like you said, we I, I think MJ, you had mentioned it. It's just... It's warm and fuzzies of watching people mm-hmm. fall in love and seeing it go well. I think because we see it go so poorly, either in our own lives or other people's lives so frequently, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I like a nice reminder that it works out okay sometimes. Most of the ones I said have that. I mean, Big Sick, yeah. Camille the, and Emily you, got married. That's like based on their, yeah. their real life, you know? You had good examples. I can only think of, I'm like, man, all these in sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's totally dead. There's a fun, like, it's pretty, uh, that Charlie Day one was kind of fun on yeah. Amazon Prime. Um, it, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, big it's, sick not, was it, like, it's not. What's that? <laughs> big Sick is a lot better. That was that was a Big Sick example. is a lot better. Big Sick is one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. Yeah. Um, uh, excellent Ray Romano performance in that. Uh, yes. Movie. Very good Ray Romano performance in that movie. I agree. And yeah, and then um, there's another one called Set It Up on Netflix that had I think Zoe Deutsch in it. Hmm. Um, that was pretty fun, but once again, like, kind of a brain candy movie right yeah. like not like it's, it's better than a hallmark movie not as good as something like you hurt my feelings but like yeah i mean crazy rich asians oh that's right? true that one was great yeah I love that movie. It, uh, it was fine Shut up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i will say it's no one harry met sally it definitely falls more no. into the modern rom-com sensibilities of mm-hmm. like what crazy situation can we put these zany characters in but it, it's still fun it is very entertaining it yeah, I feel, nice. like, I yeah. feel like I feel like <laughs> yeah. uh, I like with a lot of the I'm just curious because I feel like a lot of the ones that we've mentioned, it's like they are more. Oh, yeah. Like a streaming service movie or whatever. I mean, Correct. I know some of those have come out in theaters, but do you feel like the rom-com has kind of like lost its like staying power in like the theaters? Like it's just not the type of movie that comes out in theaters just like yeah i mean crazy rich asians kind of seemed like it was gonna signal a renaissance and then yeah but then it didn't i think part of that is because lockdown happened immediately after um yeah plus uh the main actress having kind of uh (laughs) some poisonous effect on her own reputation (laughs) over the years um since then wait who yeah uh what's what's her name uh clarence or constance Constance Wu? Wu? yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. she kind of 
yeah. self-immolated. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so Crazy Rich Asians seem like that. But yeah, the, I mean, I think you're right. But the other thing, too, the other thing, too, the reason that happened, Corey, is because we stopped shooting these like they're fucking movies. And I this know, movie man. looks yeah. like a movie. Exactly. Like the opening the... shot of this movie, yeah. I put it on my Instagram story. The opening shot of this movie is this, like, crazy Michael Bay 360 shot of him making out with that Amanda chick. And then yeah. in the background, you see Sally roll up roll in up, the car. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's all one take. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, like... It, it's this perfect encapsulation of what's about to happen to his life, right? Like his life yeah. starts on one side of the screen with him, with Amanda. And then as it spins around, we're on the other side of them. And here comes Sally to like, like he starts on the left-hand side of the screen in that and ends up on the right-hand side of the screen in that. And like, it's consistent with that throughout the whole movie. And then there's a scene in the airport when they're on a moving uh, sidewalk. That's amazing. The blocking and camera movement in that scene while he's on this diatribe uh, once yeah. again about men and yep. women not being friends, but mm-hmm. he's doing this amendment to it. It's amazing. Sorkin could never do a walk and talk like that. Oh, I'll no. say it. Like it is, it's an incredible <laughs> walk and talk because they're on the moving sidewalk yeah. and then the camera's following them. And then there's, it ends with him stopping moving, but she continues to move forward. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. It's really so good. good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we stopped shooting. We stopped making rom coms look like that, and look where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. No, we, we 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 don't make them look sexy and good. Yeah, we don't, I mean, like we don't yeah. we don't we don't send them to like exotic locations. Generally, mm-hmm. you know, Crazy Rich Asians was the last one. Although, you know, I'll go and just say that movie is barely a rom com. It's more like an intergenerational conflict <laughs> movie. Yeah, between, yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's true. Between Constant Wu's character and yeah. her future mother-in-law. I mean, like like yeah. the the two ro- quote unquote romantic leads spend almost the entire movie apart from each other. So, um I, I don't know. I didn't feel much chemistry going on there personally. Um <laughs> but um yeah, so I I think even that's like I would hesitate to even call that like a rom-com in some ways. I and mean, once again, I know that's how it was billed. Um, right. but like that, the genre name, I don't know. It's getting yeah. stretched there for sure. Right. I mean, you know, not to sound like I'm on my other podcast, but like, I think the other thing too, is it's so hard to make a shark movie post Jaws, right? I feel like it's so hard to make a rom-com post when Harry met Sally, because it's just like, they did it so right. Yeah. Not the first time, but like they just, they, it's kind of the perfect rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, like, I feel like that era kind of had, had like the best, I feel like the strongest rom-coms, all the stuff we're talking about, I still think like when Harry Met Sally is the best one, but I mm-hmm. feel a lot of them lie in that era. Yeah. When Harry, yeah. When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of common threads in those actors. Meg Ryan, writers. Nora Ephron. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we have got away. You know, like there's a few exceptions here and there, but I just feel... The quality on a lot of things have shifted, and I agree with you, MJ. It's like, yeah, we don't shoot them like films anymore. It's like they shot the hell out of this film. There's yeah, so did. many iconic scenes, like that scene when they're walking in the park, and it's like that beautiful mm-hmm. fall shot. Like, oh, it's so, so good. good. And is. like, there's well, it, you know. even just scenes of him hanging out in his incredible apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even the costuming is great. Like his sweater is great in that scene his where they're putting the are rug all down. So great. Like, yeah, there's yeah, there's the so, costuming's like, good. The, the like yeah, the, the visual people... storytelling is like yes. it's incredible. Like when he right after his divorce, and you see him in his apartment, and like he's sitting against the wall, and <laughs> like throwing cards just, into the bucket. It's it's yeah. so 
that's such a good shot. Like it's mm-hmm. just it conveys so. Much. Yeah, it's man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just think there's one other explanation for this, which is that <laughs> um, you know date culture has changed. It's not yeah. about it's not about going to the theater, grabbing dinner, or mm-hmm. things like that. I, you know, there's a reason why Netflix and chill. Yeah, <laughs> that's like fair, a meme. Yes, yeah. You know, that's a good... like that. That's kind of what the experience is. Just go over someone's house and watch something well so um i was also gonna say like i kind of brought it up earlier but like as you guys are talking again like and i don't want to get like political with it but like from a female perspective like i as as we grow farther into the 21st century um there's a heavy thing of telling a lot of women like the stuff we grew up with and cherished as kids a lot of media was wrong that it was like mm-hmm. you're just watching things that yeah everything's problematic every every disney thing that you watched every rom-com that you liked was just telling you that you need a man to save you and i think there's been such a strong bucking against that because i mean rom-coms typically have a female protagonist they just do i mean there are exceptions obviously but i think there's such a, a fear of depicting women as like needing a man or something like that that Mm. when when love is something that we all need and that we all you know look for and cherish it's a very human thing but it's like there's a fear of that being problematic too that if you make another romantic comedy where a woman is in pursuit of a man or pursuit of a relationship that's seen as like oh that's just another one telling women that they can't get by without a man so it's I don't know. and I think that's also why the ones that have come out recently have not been as good and that there's Mm. not been as many as there's just a, a little bit of a fear that we're we're adding to the list of, of movies that are showing women need men. Hmm. Yeah, I think, the, I mean, I think that's also the reason why, um, you know, we don't have as many comedies, you know, in a different sense, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. going to get canceled five yeah. years later. Yep. I mean, yeah. look at, it, not to go and bring Marvel into this, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, why, why is there like no romance at all like any of these Marvel movies? Mm. Have you noticed that? Like, like mm-hmm. there's, there's no longer like a female lead who's in love with a guy or, you know, she's like, there's no damsels in distresses anymore. There's, there's nothing. It's all like platonic, mm-hmm. you know, at yeah. best. Um, it, there, there's something in our culture that's like afraid to even tackle this subject now. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, they, I, I think there, some people are anticipating like, Hey, I don't want this work that I'm doing to be criticized today or five or 10 yeah. years from now, or, you know, whatever, and reevaluate it as being something that was problematic. So I think that, you know, these people shy away. I also think that, um, like, I think China's, you know, we don't show a lot of movies in China, or China doesn't accept a lot of Hollywood movies anymore. Um, but there was a period of time where we were trying to attract them, and um, they, they've got, like, pretty strict protocols on, like, movies portraying romance mm, and things like yeah. that, um, too. So, you know, there's been, like, a, just a shift away from that. And so, um, you know, you're not going to make some big-budget movie um, and, and then anticipate that China's going to go and accept it um, with, like romantic elements you're just gonna make a netflix movie and mm. you know it'll be cheaper that way mm. good thoughts yep yeah. yeah uh that's when harry met sally baby <laughs> <laughs> um do you guys have any anything else no i think that pretty much covers it yeah. yeah, I I think um, you'd kind of mention it. It benefits from rewatches. I think. I, I mean, I I first watched it when I was in my twenties, and so it's. I kind of feel like I grew up with the characters because I watched it yeah. at similar times that they existed in the film, and it it does yeah. as life goes on, as you get new experiences, you find new uh-huh. things to connect with, which with the with like yeah. each of the characters, which is a really cool thing. So it's yeah, it's great. Go watch yeah. it, and then go watch it again in a couple years. 
yeah no it's 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 one of those films that like you can rewatch at any point in your life and you're gonna hit it's gonna hit slightly different right mm-hmm. like it, this movie hit me really hard like the middle part of this movie hit me really hard and then the end was just like so affirming you know mm-hmm. it was just like mm-hmm. and it was just great to run through those emotions in this like in this space that's like pretty safe you know what i yeah. mean like nothing bad yeah. is gonna happen to me doing yeah. this mm-hmm. yeah and so it was cool to like live in this sort of like you know melancholy that happens in the middle of the movie but then also like come out the other side of it being like no everything's fine you know mm-hmm. like that's good that's good for you by the way that's yeah. like healthy and necessary for human development yeah. <laughs> and um and movies don't do that anymore movies don't like they're so they're so afraid for whatever reason of sending us on a journey where we might have to confront any sort of emotion whatsoever yeah. And it mm-hmm. sucks, right? Like that's why that's why I've been so high on this thing of like movies, people in rooms talking this month. This you're even like when we talked about Oppenheimer, like I was able to process this like sort of existential free- fear that like I didn't really acknowledge before, right? Mm-hmm. Like of you know living in a world where we could start nuking each other any day mm, yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's a weird thing to think about and like i had yeah. never done it because i've never had to do a bomb drill before and so it was just something i accepted about my reality and then oppenheimer made me be like oh no that's pretty weird actually mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know like the, every movie i've seen that i've liked this year has had me do that in some way, shape, or form, whether it, like, I thought it was life-affirming or not. I mean, I guess not Skinamarink. I just thought that was a cool experiment. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know, it also gave me a vibe of a nightmare, you know? And <laughs> it was, like, a safe way to process, like, the way I have scary dreams, you know? Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think that there is, and I hope that there is a push towards that slightly more... Like, I think people are starting to want it, right? Like, this is the fifth podcast in a row I've recorded that where we've brought up Godzilla Minus One, right? Like, <laughs> another movie about the bomb. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And living in an age where we could start nuking each other at any moment. And, yeah, I think that this is a movie where you can live in the optimism of the of the budding relationship between Harry and Sally. Hello, Hagrid. Um, this is also a movie where you can live in the melancholy of the fallout of their relationships at the beginning of it but then Mm. also find and also to be affirmed that the path isn't straight right like Mm -hmm. like I said when we when we by the time we meet Helen in the movie we think Harry's like it's fine right Right. like it's it's totally fine and like it's super not it is super not fine Mm -hmm. and it like it's kind of jarring a little bit even on a rewatch of only my second time I was like oh yeah that's right this like kind of undoes him a little bit and then we see the same thing happen to Sally but we get to see them process it in two completely different ways Mm -hmm. um and neither like yes there is more collateral damage to Harry's right way he 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 processes it but mm. neither one of them is technically wrong you know what i mean like the, the, like both bo- both of their responses are grief responses right like yeah and like very like v- verifiable grief responses right like yeah you know I, his anger is just part of the grief response and her depression is part of the grief response like both of those things are true and so i really like that the movie 
doesn't paint him as a bad guy who was like really like ruined these relationships because he had one bad moment Mm -hmm. you know like that's and i think other movies that are less mature than this would be like oh no he yelled so he's a bad dude and it's like no he was kind of going through it a little bit you know right and like the movie extends him the grace of of immediately apologizing too Mm -hmm. and then also when we see it happen to sally like yeah, it probably wasn't the best circumstances to finally fall into each other's arms and have sex the way mm-hmm. that they do in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, like, the movie's not mad at her for doing that either. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. Like, when they do things that are, like, complicate things between people, between the people that they love and care about, they get an opportunity to, like, redeem it, right? Yeah, like, They get for an opportunity sure. to to like cor- correct it and like even though their behavior isn't technically wrong you know what i mean like mm-hmm. having an anger response to grief is valid like that's a thing that happens to people mm-hmm. having a depression response and seeking comfort from someone else and maybe going too far with it is something that happens that happens in real life yeah. and you know what happens when that people do that life mo- moves on and yeah mm-hmm. it might ruin a friendship with that person and that sucks and you are going to have to deal with the fallout for it from it but eventually you're going to get over that. Right. And you, mm-hmm. they may pop into your head at a certain point uh, in your life. And you may think of them and be like, Oh, I hope they're doing okay. Right. Or like you may pine after them for years. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's all fine. Right. Like we're all trying to do our best. And these are people who are just trying to do their best. And it's like, it's good to watch movies about people you can just relate with, with who mm-hmm. could live in our world. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go watch when Harry met Sally. It's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, uh, Missy, mm-hmm. I know you have a, you got a, jet soon. So yeah. we will end it there. Thank you guys for sticking with us in 2023. This is uh, the last episode you guys are gonna hear this year. Um, are we taking January off or no? Man, we have to go and find something worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my, my other podcast is taking January off. So, um, I, we haven't talked about it with this, but we may be back in January. If not, we will be back in February. I promise it will only be January if we do take a hiatus. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but if you stuck around, thank you guys so much for listening. It means a lot, especially yeah. with yeah. our weird schedule this year. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, we did take a long break, but I've, been so proud of the episodes we've done this year like yeah same this is like every every year of the show is my new favorite year of the show Mm. and that is great like i think that's incredible this cat is driving me up the wall uh uh, so yeah uh i hope you guys have a happy holiday and a happy new year um i don't know Mike, do you want to do a Godzilla minus one episode at this point? Yeah, yeah, I feel like we should. Yeah, I feel I mean, like we should know, as it, well. Um, it's it's had that staying power. I think it's worth coming back in January for that. Yeah, I think so too. Or we could record it while I'm out there. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good that. point. Yeah. You guys yeah, could in do person. a in person. Yeah, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, live. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out, but. Thank you guys again from the bottom of our hearts. If you've supported us in any way, whether it's just listening or leaving a review, which please do that. Um, That really helps us a lot. Um, Even if it's a three-star review because you don't know how rating systems work. Um, (laughs) 
uh, Mike and Corey uh, to let you uh, let shops for a minute got a, a na- our first negative review. Um, oh, ooh. Yep, and they gave us three stars, uh, which is not which is not <laughs> like what they said in the review was negative, and then they gave us three stars, and I was like, hey, it's a five star system. That's a positive review, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, but one of the things they popped us on is that at some point in the, one of the episodes they listened to, I used the word progressive, oh, which is yeah. why I made fun of Missy for saying it earlier. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. They, uh, they weren't mad at MJ for being progressive or espousing progressive ideals. They literally just said, well, he used the word progressive a couple times, so you know what that means. And it's like, yeah. no, what does what? that mean? I don't. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah, he also didn't bother to learn our names. He called us the female oh, and the yeah, guy. The female and the guy. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He oh. also well. complained about the audio quality of the show, which really made me laugh because I'm an audio engineer. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Well, the joke was on him because you guys were talking about progressive auto insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were interviewing Flo and her uh, take on yeah. jobs. Um, anyway, yeah. All that said, go leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Um, follow us on there. Share the episodes. It means a lot. I got to get better about doing that. I'm sorry. Um, I haven't shared the last, like, six podcasts I've done across all three of them. Um, but I will do that this week. I promise everyone. Um yeah uh until we talk about godzilla minus one uh men and women being friends is the bad guy